You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. If you've seen HDTV, you definitely want HDTV. But will a large new flat screen television fit into the footprint your old tube occupies? And how will that high def change the way you light the room? Read our easy tips to design a media room when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Time to pick up the power tools and get to work with your home improvement projects. Yeah, and Tom, more and more people are actually getting mobile with their tools. They're getting tools without cords attached to them, and it seems that the cordless power tool craze is here to stay. According to a new report, the power tool market is projected to surpass sales of $11 billion. That's billion with a B. By 2010, billion, you know, like Austin Powers. And trends <laughs> include improved dust collection, laser products, ergonomic tools, lithium-ion batteries, and several tools that share the same battery source, so there's no more confusion as to what goes with what. And they're also getting a lot cheaper for the average person to buy. So if you're wondering which cordless tools are best, give us a call right now. We'll talk you through that tool question. one money pit 888-666-3974. And as an extra bonus, when you call into that number, you get entered into the Money Pit Hard Hat if you ask your question on air. And if you want to keep all of those wonderful cordless tools safe, you want to keep them under lock and key. But you want to make sure that your nosy neighbors keeps their mitts off the tools, too. So check out the cool new prize we're giving away this hour. It's a knock and lock security system from eLock. No key and no visible outside lock. It's worth about 300 bucks. so give us a call now. one money pit Let's go right to the phones. You dirty rat. Well, that's what Turner in Montana is thinking. Turner, what's going on? You've got a porch issue? (laughs) Hey, even a snorter. Awesome. (laughs) It's a dirty, rotten deck. What's going on? Hey, listen. Um, We just bought a place in Thompson Falls, northwestern Montana. 100-year-old place is in gorgeous shape, except for the deck. Okay. And we've got this wraparound, gorgeous porch, but the deck itself is falling apart. And I've got about 10 colonnades supporting the overhanging roof. And somehow I've got to get the decking up, the old rotten decking up, without having 
the, the roof, come the roof down. collapse, and yeah, I just yeah. have no clue how to go about it. Well, the way you have to do it is you have to temporarily support the roof. That's well, what I was afraid you were going to say. Well, <laughs> it's not really that yeah, terrible. but that's not that hard. No, it's not that hard to do. Basically, what you do is you, you, you build um, braces, usually out of like... Um, Two-by-fours, yeah, I've A couple seen. of two-by-fours nailed together, and they go up under, kind of right around where the columns are. You bet. And they're um, usually... And would you run an them ang- back to the house? Well, you, no, you run them right to the ground, and you put a couple of boards flat on the ground, to, and to you make them longer. So they don't slip out. Well, you make them longer than you need to, and then you use a sledgehammer, and you gently tap them in so they sort of pry up the roof a little bit. Cool. And then you so, stake so them how, up. how do you know how much you pry them up? I mean, Only enough to make the column loose. Just okay. a, the minimal amount. So the column is not attached to the roof itself. No, well, it's probably tacked in place, but it's not um, uh, uh, connected in such a way where you can't loosen it up. And it's definitely not going to be attached to the decking boards. Okay. But once you get that column where it's moving a little bit, perhaps with a sawzall, you can, you can saw out the rest of the, I have that. the nails. And what I would suggest you do is, I mean, you want to do it to all the columns, but as you complete... One repair area, then drop the column back down again, remove the, the brace. But remember, you're only picking up the roof just enough to take the pressure off. And you'll be surprised how easily the roof picks up. It, it actually will actually scare you. <laughs> but you, know, you, see, you see all these homes that, where the roofs are lifted off. You know, right. the, wind, the wind is pretty strong when it does that, but it doesn't have to be terribly strong because they... They are not tied down in the sense that they would be, say, in a hurricane, in an earthquake zone. Well, I guarantee you, I'm going to get some two by fours and do it. And I had no clue how to proceed. And I really, really appreciate your advice. And I'm going to, go, I'm going to go do it. Slow and careful. That's that's the uh, the name of the game. All right. Thanks, Turner. Thanks for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Chris in Ohio is up next, and you've got a, a stinky problem. Your basement is smelly. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, we've, we've just moved into this house, and it's got a musty basement. It's actually a half basement. It's got cinder block walls, and um, I guess in the spring we have quite a high water table because there's a sump pump in the basement, and I was just wondering if there was a way other than running a dehumidifier down there 24-7, that we could, you know, have a more long-term solution for for a musty-smelling basement. Well, the reason why you're finding that smell in your basement is because you do have a bit of a moisture problem down there, and it doesn't always have to be contained within the house. There are a couple of things that you can do outside because what's happening is you're probably getting a large deposit of water around your foundation, which is then being wicked in through through the concrete block walls and causing that musty smell. So what you can look at is look at your grading around your property and make sure that the dirt all slopes away from the house. You want to make sure it goes down about six inches over four feet going away from your foundation. And that'll do nicely to direct the water away. You also want to look at your gutters and your downspouts. You want to make sure that the gutters on the house are as clean as often as you can. Otherwise, the water, when it gets in there, will just spill up and over and end up going right back into your foundation. And also make sure that your downspouts are directed at least three feet away from the house. You don't want anything being deposited 
right where it can get back in. Yeah, and Chris, besides the uh, the drainage issues on the outside, addressing the humidity on the inside could be something that you could do not with a portable dehumidifier, which is, I think, what you're afraid of, one that's just down there and has to be dumped of water all the time. But if you have a hot air heating system, if you could incorporate the basement space into the duct system, perhaps by having a professional add a supply or a return duct down there, then you could use a whole home dehumidifier mounted again into the HVAC system. And what that will do is, is really dehumidifier that space. And the rest of the house. Yeah, as well as the rest of the house. And you'll be amazed at how much water it pulls out of your house on a day-to-day basis. That would actually be really easy because it's a gas furnace that's actually in the basement. Right. Just make sure you have it professionally installed. April Air makes a good whole home dehumidifier. You have it professionally installed. And then extending the duct system into the basement is, again, something that has to be done by a pro. Um, because there could be some common mistakes that you might make if you do it yourself. For example, you don't want to put a return duct too close to the furnace because it could cause the gases from the furnace to be sucked into your house air, and that would be a bad thing. So these are improvements that should be done by a professional, but if they're done right, uh, I think you're going to find that the basement becomes a much more usable space. It's not going to smell, and it's going to be so dry, you're going to be calling us back to ask us about ways to uh, finish that area off. Yeah, that's definitely something that we want to do. Um, but I think the first thing I need to do is gutters because there's not gutters on the house. Oh, ah, well, that's the problem. That could be the entire problem right there. That could be. Yeah, gutters are so important and they're so inexpensive. Make sure you, when you have them installed that they extend those downspouts out, like Leslie said, because the installers typically like to go out all of like a foot or two into a splash block. And if you've if got a that, moisture sometimes issue, they just drop them right against the house. Yeah, you got to right. get them extended out. And you know what? You, if you could also look for ways to um, take those downspouts and drop them into, say, solid PVC pipe and route the water like around the property. To your neighbor's you yard. Could, yeah, to your neighbor's yard. No. That's it. <laughs> dump on your neighbor. <laughs> okay? All just right, get great, away from you. your house. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, do you have a wet basement? Are you wondering exactly how much paint you'll need to paint a room? Well, whatever your home repair or home improvement question, the answer is at your fingertips 24-7 at www.moneypit.com. Now you can search everything we've ever written about fixing up your money pit, and you can sign up for our free home improvement e-newsletter. It's all at www.moneypit.com, so don't forget that web address. Lots of trend stories, too, on moneypit.com. And speaking of trends, you know the newest trend in home ownership, it's a second home. Last year, nearly half a million people became owners of a second home. It can be a great investment if you do it right. We'll tell you what you need to know next. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? (sighs) April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. 
table saw. 18 volt drill driver. 8 piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With Ryobi, you can actually afford them. Ryobi Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. Ryobi. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Home improvement's never been so easy. We at R.E. Williams can help. Did you know there's a hidden fire hazard in almost every home? It's your dryer vent, and we have the solution for you. We're online at rewci.com, featuring Panasonic bathroom ventilation fans, Tamarack whole house fans, and even an affordable whole house instant hot water system. We deliver right to your home or office across the U.S. Improve your home, improve your life with quality products, affordable prices, and heroic customer service. rewci.com. Hello, this is Gary Sinise. The men and women in our military are on the front lines defending our freedom. They are working very hard to bring stability to some very dangerous places and to help make this a much safer world for all of us. But we can't take our heroes for granted. Americans everywhere are joining together to send an important message to those who proudly serve. For your service and sacrifice, your patriotism and devotion, America supports you. Visit americasupportsyou.mil and thank the troops for your freedom. of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at FaucetCoach.com. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 money pit You know, it's so cold right now, you might be thinking it might be nice to uh, escape to a warmer location. Oh, I've got a, place... a beach on the mind. <laughs> exactly. Perhaps a place that you have a vacation home. You know, there are half a million Americans that bought a second home last year. Most say that they purchased their home as a true vacation home, not a future place to retire. And it can be a smart investment, but it has to fit your lifestyle, too. If you're going to be renting it out a lot, know all the maintenance details. There's nothing worse than getting a call about the fact that the water heater is leaking when you're like a 1,000 miles away. Kind of hard to shoot over there and take care and of that. fix it bloody. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Now, in most areas of the country, you'll need to keep it rented for approximately 17 weeks during the peak season to stay in the black. So consider how long the peak season is. And how much of that's going to be eaten up by that 17 weeks and whether or not you can actually keep it rented. Otherwise, it's going to be costing you money. Now, if it's a vacation home for yourself, congratulations. Invite Leslie and I to join you, please. <laughs> we'll fix something, we promise. We will. We will. We, we, we earn. We'll we even paint our... everyone's <laughs> most hated chore. We'll do it. Exactly. So if it's a vacation home for yourself, spend time in the area. It's a good idea to go there, rent first. You know, get to know the area, keeping in mind that you might want to live there one day. This way, you won't be giving your second home any second thoughts. Well, speaking of vacation homes, coming up in next week's e-newsletter, Vacation Home Hotspots. We'll tell you the top three locations to get the biggest return on your investment when purchasing a home away from home. So to sign up for our free e-newsletter, go to moneypit.com. You can yeah. do that there. Yeah, and you're going to be surprised where these hotspots actually are. They're not the places that you might think. Oh, yeah, I'm all curious mm -hmm. and excited. 
Well, if you're going to go away on vacation, it's also a good idea to secure your house. And this hour, we're giving away the knock and lock from eLock. It's worth 290 bucks. It's a total security system for your house. Enables you to lock your door without having any handle on the outside. Worth 290 bucks. Going to give it away to one caller this hour to one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Gene in California listens to the Money Pit on KVML, and you've got some water issues. What's going on? Well, I've got a closet, a cedar-floored closet that seems to be oozing water. Okay. And uh, what we've checked so far is we've kind of, in fact, today we were able to pull up, there's a trap door in that um, floor. We haven't been able to get it out until today. Today we finally got the thing out, and my husband looked underneath, and it looks like the joists are wet, but the ground is not. There's a crawl space underneath there. Mm. What is that crawl space like? Um, crawl space is, is just dirt, and it's dry. It's it's down about, oh, I'd say 18 inches from the floor. The water that's on this floor of this closet, um, if the crawl space is dry, I'm thinking it's sounding like it's not condensation. That water is probably coming from somewhere above and just leaking down the wall and then maybe exiting out onto the floor. Water can travel quite a distance without uh, showing its ugly head sometimes. So you may need to be uh, start at the top and, and look down as opposed to start at the bottom and look up. Is it a steady stream of water? The outside, there's um, an eave portion. Again, my husband got up there and took a look at that. Instead of putting the facing or the fashing, whatever they call that, right. underneath the shingles. The right. flashing. The flashing. Okay, they put it on top of the shingles. Oh, that's odd. Yes, that's very, this house has a lot of odd things. But anyway, mm. uh, he went up there and beaded that off to kind of seal it. But we still have the problem with the water, you know, inside. So what we're wondering is if maybe the water's already gotten in there and, and maybe it's something in the wall, and what do we do about it if that's the case? Well, if you've stopped the leak, if perhaps it was um, originating from the flashing problem and you've stopped that, that's going to dry out. I mean, it's not going to continue. And the fact that the wall was wet once, even if it was soaked once and dries out, is not likely to give you any kind of ongoing problems. Okay, question. If there is insulation in it that got all wet, right. is that going to dry out also? Yes, it will eventually all dry out, and insulation is not organic, so I'm not so concerned about moisture being trapped in there. Hey, look, it's not great, and in a perfect world, we'd open the wall up and replace it, but I'm not going to get too worked up about one wall that got wet and then dried out again. It's probably going to be just fine for you. Do you think Gene should put a fan in the room to sort of help things circulate and just dry would, out a I little bit faster? I wouldn't mind you leaving the door open and making sure there's a lot of air because so sometimes closets tend to get very stale. Well, I've pulled everything out of there, and right now I've got a ceiling fan in the room that I tend to have on. And I also put a small space heater fan on the floor because the floor was getting that wet that it was beginning, the wood was beginning to warp. And I didn't well, let's, let's make sure we've dealt with the leak. The first thing you need to do is nail that leak down. And has it been repaired long enough where you can rule out any kind of roof leak above and it's still wet? Um, he did the roof probably about a week or so ago. Okay, not enough time. And it doesn't seem like it's dried out at all? Um, I finally, with the fan and the heater in the closet, got the water to dry up, but then within a day or two, it's moist again. Mm. So it seems like, you know, if there is water in the wall, it hasn't gone away. It's still there. Is there any plumbing above or to the side of the closet? No, there's no plumbing in that area at all. Well, it, it's got to be coming in somewhere. 
It, it's got to be coming I mean, maybe in the with the shingles, the way they're layered over each other, and then with the flashing on top of it, maybe there's still an area where moisture is running down those shingles and slipping right underneath the flashing. Well, have you had a lot of rains this week? Um, not that much. We've, we've had rains before, but since he's actually put that beading up there, we haven't. But we had a lot of moisture in the last couple of years. Well, it might still be drying out. I'll tell you what, I'd give it another week or two and see what happens. Because it, it sounds to me like it's probably coming from above, and the fact that it's on the floor is just gravity doing its work. I can't imagine it's coming anywhere else if you're not, if you have no plumbing that's around it, no pipes that could be leaking, and the only source could really be a, a roof penetration. You spotted some bad flashing up there. You're, you're trying to address that. That's probably the issue. And I would give it another week or two to dry out and then keep an eye out and see what happens. Okay. If it doesn't dry out within a week or two, what will be my next recourse? Well, then you might have to start opening things up and, and looking more carefully at where the water's coming from. But I'd like to see if you can avoid that if at all possible. That's what I would like to avoid, too. That's why. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little patience to really nail these things down. Okay, is it a good idea to keep that heater going in that room? Now? Not, not, not all the time. I think at this point you just leave the door open. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You know, sometimes, Leslie, tra- uh, tracking down the source of a leak like that is a little tricky operation. Well, and it seems like it doesn't come from exactly where you think it might be coming from. So it's yeah. a little Sherlock Holmes mystery for them. It can zigzag its way over and deposit in the most unlikely of places. So you've got to be persistent. You've got to be patient. But hopefully we have helped Gene get to the bottom of that do-it-yourself dilemma. Bob in West Virginia has a question about, pe- about pressure-treated lumber. Can you use them to burn in a wood stove? Bob, that's a good question. What are you thinking about? I'll tell you what, I, um, in working on the deck, I've got a lot of uh, salt-treated lumber left over, and I have a wood stove in my, in my garage, but I'm concerned about the, the pollutants in the air, and also, uh, I know it's not good for your skin, um, and I'm just wondering uh, if breathing uh, the, the smoke from pressure-treated lumber uh, can, uh, can harm your lungs or, or whatever. It absolutely can. It's very toxic, and you never, ever want to burn pressure-treated lumber. Not only if that smoke wafts down and gets into the breathing space can it um, be injurious to to you or to your family or anyone else that's around it. Um, The other thing is that when you burn that salt-treated lumber, guess um, how corrosive those gases are to your wood stove itself. can really cause a lot of rust inside the appliance. So for all those reasons, it's a really bad idea to burn pressure-treated lumber. It's something you never, ever want to do. You're always best to burn hardwood when possible. And I know, having a wood shop myself, that a lot of times we burn softwood, but I never, ever burn pressure-treated lumber. It always goes right in the trash. Okay, well, thank you. That's what I needed to know. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Replacement windows are one of the smartest home improvements you can make. Now the federal government is even offering some tax breaks on energy-efficient replacement windows. How do you know if they're efficient? We'll tell you what to look for right after this. Portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed smart humidifiers. April Air's computer-equipped, completely automated, no-touch humidifiers never need manual adjustments. 
Advanced Computer Technology measures the outdoor temperature and indoor humidity over 86,000 times a day and continually adjusts your home's indoor humidity for maximum comfort. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Leaks, squeaks, no matter what your home improvement question, call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, because this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So we can actually get some money back on our taxes with yeah, the right windows? it's crazy. Not only do they want you to save money on your energy bills, they'll give you money to do it. The federal government is now offering a $200 tax credit on energy-efficient replacement windows. It's so kind of like a bribe. I know, really. They're like, come on, improve your house. We'll give you the dough. Give you but some money. It, it's smart. It's a good incentive. So to make sure that your replacement windows fit the bill, be sure you get the optional low E glass. It's a special coating that reflects UV rays away. And this prevents sun damage to rugs and window treatments. And it will also increase the window's energy efficiency. So smart move to put some cash back in your pocket. Cool idea. One eight 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 money pit. Leslie, who's next? All right, Don in Indiana has a question about a sagging floor. What can we do for you? Well, I've got a kitchen floor that's sagging in the middle. Okay. What is your flooring already? Well, it's got just stick-on tile, and I've got a basement under it. So it's a wood floor. Right. And uh, is the basement ceiling finished or not? Yes, it's all finished. Ah, okay. Well, that makes it complicated. Uh is there something that you can put on there to level that floor up before I put some kind of uh, sub-floor on there or something? Because I'd like to put some regular tile on there. Well, some if it's sagging, tile? does that mean that perhaps that there's a joist issue and the subfloor is being is being forced to sag because the joist isn't supporting it? Or do you think there's something with the integrity of of just the subfloor? Well, well it- if the, the house is about 35 years old, 40 years old, and it's not sagging in the basement that you can see. Right. You know, so... I'll tell you what it probably is. It's probably a sag or a, a reverse-crowned floor joist. The first thing you need to determine is whether or not the floor is really sagging like in a big way, or perhaps the floor joist next to that is higher than than uh, than the one that seems to be sagging because you could also have a crowned floor. Sometimes when you have one floor joist that's high, one floor joist that's crowned the other way, in other words, curved. Every beam mm-hmm. is slightly curved. It's called crowned. And in a perfect world, right? But generally, you're supposed to make them all crown the same way. Exactly. The framers are supposed to you know crown each board and put it pointed up, but they don't often do that. Um, however. I think the solution here is going to be in the kind of floor you want to put in. You said you want to put a tile floor in. Well. I don't know what you think, Leslie, but I think if you put a mud floor in, you could straighten out all these problems. Well, yeah, the mud floor will provide a structure. level and stable structure as your subfloor. Yeah, you, you just use a little bit more mud in, in the areas that are that are uh, that are seem to be sagging, and it'll give you additional structure, and it'll look great. The only tricky part about this, Don, is you mentioned it's in the kitchen. You have to really watch the appliances, especially the dishwasher. Because a mud floor is pretty thick, you're going to probably need at least three-quarters of an inch to an inch of floor there. And so what you might need to do is pull the dishwasher out while this is being done. Any appliances that are sort of built in or trapped into a space like the dishwasher where it could become wedged in if you do raise that floor up. Yeah, otherwise you'll not be able to get it out. You follow us? Right. Uh, Is this mud floor, what kind of mud are you talking 
Well, it's a lightweight concrete floor. It's a standard way. It's the way they always used to put tile down before we started putting it on top of plywood. It's basically a cement floor. Would you use like a quick crete? Yeah, like it's a one well, of it's those? a special t- it's a special mud that the tile tiles guys use it. It's it uh, has a nice viscosity to it, so it can be leveled and troweled in place. And you put that down first, becomes a perfectly flat surface, and then you tile right on top of it. When you talk to the tile contractor, Don, just tell them that you're interested in a mud job. They typically call that a mud job. And uh, they'll respect you as a man of quality <laughs> because that's the best way to do it anyway. Well, it's a top 10 money pit topic, floors, and not only which floors are cool and pretty, but how to care for them. So if you like hardwood flooring, what do you do? And I know a lot of you out there love the look of hardwood flooring, and it's really, it's a good option if you want to add beauty and style to an outdated room. But caring for a hardwood floor is key to its appearance and its longevity. Coming up, we'll tell you what not to do when you clean your hardwoods. Money pit! It doesn't match the new shower curtain is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement, company's coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at faucetcoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Home improvement's never been so easy. We at RE Williams can help. Did you know there's a hidden fire hazard in almost every home? It's your dryer vent, and we have the solution for you. We're online at rewci.com, featuring Panasonic bathroom ventilation fans, Tamarack whole house fans, and even an affordable whole house instant hot water system. We deliver right to your home or office across the U.S. Improve your home, improve your life with quality products, affordable prices, and heroic customer service. rewci.com. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk! And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now doesn't that feel better? (sighs) April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air.
This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools. Pro features, affordable prices. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Pick up the phone. Go right now. We know there's something in your house that needs fixing, and we're standing by to help you. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. one money pit Yes, Leslie, you're correct. It is a top 10 topic. One of the most popular topics we were asked about on this program is floors, because floors are huge, and floors take a lot of abuse, and they need a lot of cleaning. Yeah, it's true. And hardwood floors not only add beauty and value to your home, but you have to know how to properly clean them so they'll last the lifetime of your home. So you need to remember that wood and plain water just do not mix. When cleaning your hardwood floors, you want to use a warm water and 5% white vinegar solution. You want to make sure you wring the sponge or mop twice to avoid puddling of the solution so there's no seepage of this water into the cracks. And for pre-finished hardwood floors, clean and wax with products offered or recommended by the man manufacturer so you don't void any warranties. So make sure you read that warranty carefully just in case something does happen. Either way, never slosh or oversaturate any hardwood surface and you'll be happy with how it looks. Yeah, sloshing is bad behavior. <laughs> you'll be punished for sloshing. <laughs> and it's fun to say. one 888 888-666-3974. Call us right now if you have a question about your home improvement project. Not only will you get the answer, but you get a chance to win a pretty cool prize. It's worth 290 bucks. It's called the Knock and Lock from E-Lock. It's basically a security system that's mounted inside your door, so you really don't need a lock on your door with this. It's all internal and enables you to secure your door in a way that will absolutely baffle almost any burglar that tries to get in. Yeah, so I guess the clue is if you see some strange man knocking on your neighbor's lockless door and they're, you know, <laughs> if they're trying to figure it out, you'll be like, I think something's going on over there. Exactly. So call us right now. We'll throw your name in the Money Pit hard hat. one Money Pit. Lou enjoys Free FM out in Maryland listening on WJFK, and you've got a question about a car garage. What can we do for you? Hi, guys. Um... The question I had was, I've got a, a second garage. It's a detached garage. A that second is, garage? I'm sorry? You have two garages? Yeah, we got lucky. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so I got one that's uh, my shop. All right. Excellent. Love shops. I, have a, I have a second garage that's a shop, too. That's a great thing to have. Uh, I'll tell you what. And so I, uh, the guy that uh, we bought it from used to use it for car maintenance and stuff, but I'm a woodworker, so I... And a home improvement kind of guy, so I, I'm just trying to. I spend a lot of time out there, but obviously in the winter time outside of Maryland, outside of Baltimore, it gets it's pretty cold. Silly. So, well, my question really is, I'm working on insulating it, and I'd ultimately like to drywall the walls and, and you know, dress it up real nice. But do I need to put a moisture barrier in between the insulation and the drywall? Well, um, first, my first question is, uh, what kind of heating system are you going to put in there? Probably one of those uh, those propane blower deals hang on the ceiling. Um, well, is it going to be vented, I hope? Yeah. Okay, because okay, so, you can't uh, operate those yeah. propane ones in not a ventilated <laughs> yeah. area. Let's tell you how to seal. Let's tell you how to seal yourself in that garage, and and then you can put in the propane system. It's not vented. <laughs> Terrible. You know? That would be bad. Um, yes. What you should do is is first of all insulate the walls. And then you can put a vapor barrier over the studs, and then you could put drywall up. But we have a better suggestion for you than drywall for this situation. Shoot. 
Oh, you're thinking about pegboard or slapboard, aren't you? No, actually, I was thinking about dens board. Oh, so you're still on the drywall front. Yeah, especially in a moisture situation like right, the garage exactly. where yeah. you're so close to the exterior walls and you're sort of exposed. Georgia Pacific has a great product called Dens Armor Plus, and it's a drywall, but instead of it being a paper-faced board, it's faced with like a fiberglass board. So you're getting rid of all sorts of a food source and a natural source for mold growth. So it really, you know, withstands to moisture and will keep you safe and healthy. And the cost really is only about less than one cent more from a new construction build when you're putting up drywall. So it makes think, sense. Yeah, and I, I think there's another added benefit to this, being a woodworker myself. Uh, it's a lot tougher. Yeah, so you don't bang into it. Yeah, you don't bang into it. Yeah, it's cool stuff. And it's what really what not is it called again? Expensive. Dens Armor Plus. It's made by Georgia Pacific. You can get it at, uh, you know, lumber yards and home improvement retailers. Huh, okay, I'll yeah, they're carrying it now, yeah, and it stuff. finishes the same way. If you wanted to paint it, you could paint it. If you wanted to put a wall covering on it, if it was an interior installation, you could do that. So it really, it looks great. It finishes the same way. It's just better. It's a better product. And you're using the same kind of tape and joint compounds? Exactly. That sort of thing? Exactly. Huh, okay. And it comes in the various sizes like drywall does? Yes, it does. Four by tens and so forth? Uh-huh. Well, all right, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. All right, Lou, well, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you're in Virginia, you find the Money Pit on WJFK Free FM like Stephen does. And what can we do for you? Hi, I have a question about putting in a vapor barrier between the, in, the, in the ceiling between the living space and the attic area. Okay. I've seen a conflicting information about where the barrier should go to prevent uh, condensation from causing problems. The the barrier goes, Steve, against the living space. So if you're looking down from the attic at the backside of the drywall ceiling, the vapor barrier should be there, and then the insulation's on top. Do you follow me? And if the insulation has paper backing, the paper goes towards the heated space, correct? Yes, exactly. The paper or the foil goes towards the heated space. Okay. And then there's, there would not be a problem with condensation in the drywall on, in the ceiling. No, no, because the insulation is, is part of the unconditioned space in the attic. And so what happens, that's where attic ventilation takes over. If the attic is properly ventilated, the moisture is going to move in and move out of the attic space, and it will keep the insulation dry. But if you had a vapor barrier on top of that, the moisture from your house would get into the insulation and condense and get it wet, and that's what you're trying to avoid. So vapor barriers always go towards the heated space. That's the best way to remember it. Okay, great. All right, Steve. All right, thank you very much. Okay, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dan in Michigan has a question about a ducting system. What can we do for you? Yeah, how you doing? Um, I got a, a second uh, basement with a garage in it, it's like a bump ground basement, and I have the heat vents in the ceiling. And I just wondered, is it all right to put cold duct returns in the wall towards lower the, the to the floor, keep a little more air in there? Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to heat a space with a forced air system, you can't just put supply ducts in. You have to put return ducts in, too. I presume that uh, the heated space is separated by a wall from the rest of the garage. Is that correct? Yep, yep. Yeah. It's one of the polysteel basements. What's that? A polysteel basement where all concrete styrofoam walls. Okay. Oh, it's insulated concrete forms. Yep, yep. Oh, that's a great house. Yeah, yeah, it's a great like wall if they structure. maintain 60 degrees, I just want to put, if I have to put cold ducts in there, 
stays right at 60 degrees. Yeah, what you should do is you need both supply and return ducts. Most people don't realize that when you're heating a house, it's not just a matter of blowing the hot air out once. That air has to go into the space, and it has to return back to the heating system to be heated again. Well, it needs to circulate to keep it warm. Yeah, to keep it warm and, and also just to gradually bring the temperature to where you want. It doesn't happen in, like, one blast. Uh-huh. So, yes, you need supply and return ducts, and you should have those professionally installed so it's done right. Okay? Okay. All right, thank, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Is your home making you sick? Well, we have a question from an emailer who thinks his is. We'll tell you how to find out for sure next. This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by the amazing Telesteps Telescoping Ladder, which extends from 30 inches to 12 and a half feet in a matter of seconds. Available online at rewci.com or by calling toll-free 888-845-6597. Take advantage of free shipping now. And don't forget to mention coupon code MONEYPIT and receive 5% off your purchase today. 888-666-3974 is the telephone number. Help me at moneypit.com is the email address. If you have a home improvement question, you're welcome to email it to us at helpme at moneypit.com. All right, Chuck from South Carolina writes, there's something in the air in my house that is causing an allergic reaction to my wife. It's not the dog because she travels with us and after we are gone for about 24 hours, my wife's cough disappears only to return shortly after we arrive back home. Hmm. The house is 40 years old. We see some condensation on the windows on the inside. The house is built above a damp crawl space which did not have adequate ventilation until about five years ago when I opened up the dead air area and retrofitted a gable mount attic fan to force air through the effect space. My wife thinks her problem is mold spores, but we have no way of knowing for sure, and I hate to spend a bunch of money without knowing what we are fighting. Can you give some advice regarding how to proceed? Gosh, this mm. sounds terrible. Yeah, this is complicated. Well, let's see. Let's let's deal with the uh, the moisture issue first, because I think if you get the moisture under control, Chuck, um, uh, some of these respiratory issues may go away on And I their think own. the condensation and the crawl space are all connected. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the fact that he had a, had a damp crawl space, um, you try to vent it, which is good. You force some air through there. I, for, my first question is, how exactly did you force air through there? You say it's a it's a, a gable mount attic fan sort of arrangement. If you have to force ventilate a crawl space, the way to do it is not with an attic fan. The way Would that to do be it a humidistat? Yeah, exactly. You got to wire it to humidistat. Why? Because you want it to come on when the humidity is high. But uh, moreover, what I would tell you, Chuck, is, is two things. First of all, address the moisture issue in the crawl space by looking to the grating on the outside of your house to make sure the soil is running away, slipping away, and look at the, the gutters gutter and downspouts. Gutters and downspouts. Let's manage the moisture from the outside. Put down a vapor barrier to stop that soil uh, from evaporating the moisture up into the house. And the other thing is think about installing a whole home dehumidifier. It can be professionally installed into your HVAC system. And April Air makes a great one. It takes out like 90 pints of water a day. Get the moisture out of your house. You may find that those respiratory issues go away and pretty quickly. Yeah, and while you're at it, think about a whole house air cleaner. If you've already got the forced air system, you'll do great to get the allergens and molds and bacteria out of the air through that filtration system. 
Well, Leslie, letting the light in is a good idea when it's planned uh, in terms of putting a skylight in your roof structure. But if you choose the wrong skylight, you got a, a future of leaks ahead. That is the topic of today's Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, if your old bubble-type skylight is cracked or leaking, you're not alone. But good news, things could be looking up for you. Older skylights weren't particularly good at weather resistance or energy efficiency. But the good news is that they can easily be replaced with virtually leak-free units. That's right, leak-free units. Leak-free is good. Yeah, especially in a skylight. Look for skylights that offer a curb design, which raises them from the roof surface. And be sure to buy the skylight's built-in flashing kits. These are especially designed to deliver... a leak-free installation, which will keep you happy all the time. You know, I put one of the uh, Anderson skylights in my roof about, it's got to be 15, maybe 20 years ago. The thing and has never, it up. never leaked, ever. And it's got one of those um, those flashing kits. That's that because you made sure you put it. your flashing underneath your shingles. You did well, it right. Well, actually, what it does is it, it doesn't, a lot of these skylights rely on uh, adhesives to remain leak-free. This one requires on, relies on just mechanical flashing, so it works really good. I think Pella makes one the same way. Those, those uh, skylights with the flashing kits are definitely the way to go. Well, we are out of time on this hour of the program. Thank you so much for stopping by and spending it with us. If you have an additional home improvement question, remember, you can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and a live representative of the Money Fit Home Improvement Radio Show. Yes, they are alive. <laughs> they will pick up the phone and hope to take your home improvement question. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 Mom.